0: ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 29 million cards, from baseball superstars like Aaron Judge to Marvel favorites like Spider Man. ComC has something for every type of collector. Visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I've got two things on my mind today that I want to talk about before we get into our main interview segment. The first one is this last collection I bought has been a lot of fun. As I talked about before, I picked up a collection. It was pretty much an entire attic worth of cards, memorabilia, collectibles, vintage display packaging, product packaging, just a whole random assortment of collectible antique type stuff. And it has been a lot of fun to start going through that, get things listed on eBay and start to make some sales. I've learned about comic books. I've learned about product packaging. I've learned about Happy Meal toys. I've learned about all kinds of stuff over these last couple weeks. And so far, the sales results have been pretty strong with that, but it just goes to show the learning process can continue to be fun. If you start to find yourself in a little bit of a stale situation, Find something else to learn about, dig in, and excite that passion. And what that's giving me is additional profits and additional funds to continue to add to my PC. And so some of the key wrestling cards I've been looking for, the Wayne Gretzky that I've been looking for, some of those other sports and and non-sports cards that have been important to me that are on my list of key cards that I want to own are becoming within reach with some of those excess profits and so that has been the first thing that's been on my mind recently and the second thing is boy I am sore I had found myself getting a little lazy over these last few months and my level of physical activity had been decreasing the amount of not healthy food had been increasing the amount of alcohol that I've been drinking had probably been starting to creep up a little bit And I finally said, you know what, I need to to get a little bit right here. And so I kind of set myself a a goal of the next 90 days following one of the the P90 beach body routines. And so I'm gonna be doing 90 days of exercise here, and I'm gonna be cutting out alcohol over those next 90 days and eating more healthy, drinking more water, doing some of those types of things. But boy, that first week in, my muscles are a little bit sore, not not being used to quite the same level of physical activity as I've I've been doing over the last six months or so. So those are the things that are on my mind right now. But our main topic today is gonna to be a conversation with Max from Sportlots, and so they've had a few announcements recently, they've got some changes coming to the site, and I wanted to bring Max back on to have that conversation to tell us what's going on and what some of the things that we might be seeing over the next couple months are. We're going to start that conversation right after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new product almost seven days a week now across Facebook, YouTube, and Loop. You can also check out their shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax, singles, watch some of those breaks live in the shop. They're also an approved group submitter to SGC who's recently lowered some prices if you've seen that announcement. You can learn more about their group submission process by checking them out at udogcollect.com and that's also where you can see what they're going to be breaking this week. When you check out Underdog Collectibles, make sure you tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you Today I want to welcome Max Steiner back to the show. Max is the owner and founder of sportlots.com and he was last on the show back in 2020 and a couple of years have passed a lot has gone on in the industry and I wanted to get an update from Max on how things have been going at sportlots and, and where things might be headed next. So Max welcome back to the show. Oh
1: well, thanks Mike it's, I can't believe it's been two years it's, it seems like it was maybe six months ago so great to be back.
0: Yeah. These last couple of years have just just flown by. One of the main topics we talked about when you were on the show last time was a a relatively new feature at that time or an option at that time for customers to consolidate their orders from multiple buyers. And that is the box order option. And we kind of talked about the basics of what that is. I I wanted to get a feel for how that has gone as as an option. I know personally, it seems like about half my orders now our box orders each month. How has that option performed based on your expectations?
1: Oh yeah. Very, very good. Um, you know, we started it actually in June of 2018, I think it was. Um, and I think at the time, I mean, think, yeah, when we did the podcast, I was still operating the box orders out of my basement. So, um, and it was at a tipping point at that point. Um, and had, you know, one person helping me out part-time uh, processing, you know, the incoming mail that came from sellers and the outgoing mail that was packaging up the orders from sellers. I mean, from, yeah, from the sellers and sending it to the buyers on when they requested about, you think of now is about one and, a, you know, yeah, one and a half years ago, we finally outgrew the basement um it, it was um my wife is like you've got to get this out of here <laughs> <laughs> um it was taking over almost the entire basement at that point point. Um, and we moved to um uh, office building i think it's a little over a thousand square feet um, office building we've got over i think it's over 1500 boxes now and we try to keep it no fuller than 90, 95%, meaning that 90, 95% of the boxes are being utilized at the time. You know, obviously we, we don't want to get in a situation where we have not enough boxes because then that th- things really start getting um, pretty hairy. Um, so we try to keep it at around 90, 95% capacity. And we're getting to the point where that thousand foot facility is not big enough. Um, you know, we're, we're we're teetering on another big surge of having problems. So we're already in, you know, and keep keeping an eye on other places. We don't want to move again. Boy, was that hard to move all those boxes and pack up all the cards so they don't get damaged. And um, so we don't want to move again. So I think ideally we'd look for another office space within that facility and um, just have, two office spaces in that area because, wow, was that a pain moving. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, I bet. It sounds like it's somewhat of a good problem to have then. I mean, if the, the utilization has grown that much, um, th- that's a good thing for the site.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the thought process was when we did that, we didn't want to charge anything for the service, thinking that that the additional business would help help run that effort, you know, hiring people and all the work that goes into that, that bringing in the extra business because of the lower sheet postage rates um, would kind of fund that. So that's kind of the, the approach we took. And it's working out good. I think right now we're at about, you said 50%, it's not that high across the site. I think sellers that really provide a big incentive in terms of box shipping can really see a, a big jump in, in sales. I think there's a lot of people that are looking to buy, you know, fill sets. Um, they're either team collectors. There is the prospector a- aspect where people are buying up, um, you know, a lot of rookie cards of who are currently commons, hoping that someday they become stars, and they'll buy hundreds of them. Um, and once in a while, they'll hit on it. It's you know, great, great for them. Across the site, we're at about 35. percent I know some sellers have gotten to the point where they love the box shipping so much because it's so much easier to ship one package instead of sending out 100 packages that they've actually gone to the point where they've jacked up their shipping rates more for shipping individually to encourage box shipping so that's kind of an interesting thing i didn't even think we would get there but there's a few sellers that are doing that now where they're raising their rates even higher to encourage more box shipping uh, because it's just a lot less work for them and they can it's more efficient for them to process those orders
0: Yeah, it's been great for me. And I offer free box shipping um, for customers. And I think that that has definitely helped increase the utilization for me. And, you know, when you get up to where you're sending 30, 40, or more orders a week, you know, it, it, that that free cost or the where I'm eating that entire shipping cost really is a, a drop in the bucket compared to the overall amount of sales that I'm generating from those orders. And so it's, it's been a great option for me as a seller. Um, so yeah, I, I've been very, very happy with the results.
1: Yeah, I'm trying, you know, I, there's a lot of sellers, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, it, it's it, but there's a there's sellers that are struggling with it. And um, I, I think it's because they're, you know, I think, what I wouldn't encourage them to try. It, it, it's worth a couple weeks of maybe paying more on shipping than normal. But it's to experiment for a week or two and try lower, lower shipping rates. You know, it cuts down on your cost. It bumps you up higher on the, the query searches. And it's easier to ship those cards out when you're shipping out lots of orders. Now, I've seen many sellers, and you might be an example of this, go from a Yellow Star preferred seller to a Blue Star preferred seller just because of the volume increasing um, and, and even jumping up higher in those, those search results. So, you know, I would, I would encourage sellers that are struggling with it because they're only shipping one or two orders a week through box shipping um, to, to give it a try. You, you know, It may not work. It doesn't work for everybody, depending on your mix of cards and what you have. But um, I've seen a lot of success stories with, with sellers um, saying, you know, I'm going to give out free shipping and I might have to ship out a flat rate box once a week and spend, you know, 10, 10 15 bucks in shipping. But in exchange, I'm doubling my sales, you know, so I think that's something that I think it's worth it. I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody, um, but it might be worth that one or two week trial period
0: to see how it goes. You've also had several announcements recently about upcoming changes to the site. I was hoping that we could spend a few minutes walking through some of those. Sure. The first one I think that I wanted to hit on is the announcement about the cooperative partnership with TCDB, can you, can you go into that a little bit? Sure, so um, basically Trading
1: Card Database is um, receiving our pricing data. They, they had an interest in that, they've got a, a feature on their site where you can check historical prices and, and they really relied on a combination of eBay and their own network of registered users to submit pricing, and you know, the, the, they just couldn't get the kind of volume that they could with a system like Sportlots, especially for the low, lower end cars, to get the kind of volume of real pricing data uh, for their customers. So he, um, so he, he had a real interest in in getting that access to that information. He actually, approached me on the, on the on the idea of a partnership. And, you know, I looked at that and I said, boy, um, what can they provide on, on, for me um, to kind of uh, make this partnership work? And one of the things that we've talked about for years and I've never had the time to do, you know, I just started getting into the gaming stuff, adding the gaming cards. And I thought, boy, they've got a great checklist of, of non-sports cards. And is there any way that we can kind of partnership where I provide the pricing? And in exchange uh, you provide the non-sports um, checklists for sport labs. And you know that was a great a great sync and I think there's some other opportunities down the road we might be able to do as well if we can come to some agreements a lot of great ideas where we can kind of sync our systems up and provide other uh, options as well. But that's gone really well. obviously we just uh, we just lo- loaded all the checklists. And started selling, I think it was about a couple weeks ago, actually, the second. So nine days ago, we started selling um, non-sports cards. We've got, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, we've already got 125,000 non-sport cards loaded in the system from sellers. And it just looked, um, sales on non-sports cards is, is the fifth highest, um, fifth highest sport. It's not a sport because it's not sports, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a little lower than the, the top four. Um, it, basketball is the lowest of the top four. And it's just below basketball in terms of sales. Now, a lot of that is because of the bump, because it's new. Um, but it's all, way outperforming all, all the other lower sports combined, you know, soccer, golf, racing, wrestling,
0: um, those kind of sports. Yeah, I'm super excited about that option. I know that's something that you and I have talked about for a while now. Um, I had a, a pile of non-sports ready to go that it just didn't make sense to list on other platforms, um, like for the same reason it doesn't make sense to list a lot of the other, you know, commons and and base stars and, and inserts and things like that on a lot of the other other sites. The the economics just don't make sense, but are a perfect alignment for for sport lots, and so I'm I'm excited that that has happened and and that is an option. Um, I know I've got several thousand cards listed and I've already been been generating been generating sales um pretty much every day. I've got at least some non-sport sales getting mixed in there. So I'm I'm definitely excited about that. I think as the word continues to spread about that as an option, there's gonna be quite a few people who are non-sport collectors who've got some of those Star Wars basin inserts and doubles and things like that just sitting in a box in their closet that they're gonna be able to to do something with now. And um, kind of recirculate back into the hobby. So so I'm pretty excited about that, both as a seller and as a buyer, being able to fill in some of the, the base sets that I've been pursuing over time uh, that just w- were difficult to to buy on eBay or ComC or, or a couple mm-hmm. other sites. So I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, and what's really cool is with this agreement, um, Trading Card Database is still going to be, we'll call it the master f- copy of the checklist. So we've got a, a link that we can kind of sync up together. And if people want new, new non-sports um, checklists loaded, they can go to Trading Card Database and get them loaded up there, register with them or, or, or however. And once they get loaded uh, within a week or so, um, those checklists will automatically be populated in sport labs.
0: You'd mentioned about how many are loaded already and what the sales volume is. Does that kind of, how does that compare, I guess, to the expectations that you had going in?
1: Oh, let me tell you, I had no idea the volume of checklists out there for non-sports. I, I couldn't believe it, you know, and uh, when I was running, you know, the, the syncing process of, of pulling a checklist over from trading card database, I could not believe the amount of checklists out there. It was incredible. Um, so lot it's a lot bigger than I ever imagined. There's no way. There, there's no. It would have taken us years to obtain and load all those checklists um, on our own. That there would have been a huge effort.
0: And and as far as, uh, I know it's only been, you know, a little over a week and a half or so since it's gone live, but have how about from a sales perspective? Did, did you anticipate that there'd be sellers loading as many cards as have been loaded so far and that you'd see the, the sales results that we've seen so far? No, and, and, and inventory... Directly
1: generally relates to sales. So if you look, you know, baseball is number one in sales. baseball's number one in inventory. Um, you know, right down the line, it's pretty consistent. And when I started seeing um, the sellers loading out the kind of volumes um, of of inventory before we even started selling, I had a pretty good feeling that sales are going to follow that, just like everything else does.
0: Does the arrangement with TCDB expand beyond just the non-sports checklist? Will will that allow any efficiencies for some of the other sports related checklists or maybe the expansion into tennis or some of the other peripheral sports that, that exist out there but aren't yet available on sport lots?
1: Yeah, I think that's some of the things that we need to talk about. You know, what are some more um, things that we can provide for them? What are some opportunities in terms of partnerships that can maybe expand checklists or maybe there's other opportunities for uh, trading card database being a, a, a platform that can help us sell cards from their platform. Mm. Um, maybe people can, you know, who knows there's, there's a lot of different things. You know, I, I was out on looking at the trading card database uh, forums and there's a, there was a particular section about this process and there were people responding going, Oh, it'd be great if they could do this or, and I'm like, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, whether they pan out or not depends on, you know, if we can make something work, it makes sense for both sides.
0: One of the other announcements that you've had recently was that you're going to be bringing a web developer on board to help with um, some changes to the website itself. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what the the thoughts are there?
1: Yeah, well, this is a long time coming. It's something that I wanted to do um, for I mean we've discussed it even uh, for for a while. Something that I wanted to do for quite a while. It's not as easy as you think to find someone. sign Find someone just like any other business trying to find employees. But web developers um, is it, just a a job that's in high demand, and it's hard to find someone that fits fits your needs. And finding the funding to come up with the money to do that. You know, uh, being a small a small company with just a couple of part-time employees to, to hire a, a developer who demands a pretty high salary was a, a, a large ask for us. But I, I just felt it was time. Um, if, if we didn't do something in the next few years, we would probably be in jeopardy and be so far behind in far as technology um, that we I felt we needed to do something. Um, so, yeah, so we, we found someone after I made the announcement, after we actually found someone came up with a plan to fund that. And um, um, she started on the third. Now, she hasn't started any development yet. Um, I told her I want to give her two or three weeks to you know, understand the business. I mean, she didn't know the difference between a, a baseball card and a football card. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so I want to understand the, the industry, understand our competitors' websites, to look at some of them, get some ideas from them, understand our current um, application. Um, come up with a general theme, you know, what's the header and the footer going to look like on the screens. We want to keep that consistent across all, all, all pages. And then also come up with an implementation plan. You know, one thing I want to do is do a phased in approach to to redeveloping webs- the website so that we achieve some. I mean, we're phasing it into two things. It reduces the risk, you're not throwing hundreds of screens all at once, and if something goes wrong, you're in, in big trouble. Um, a phased-in approach says, you know, I can implement one or two pages, and if something goes wrong, it only affects those pages, um, and you can, get, you, can, you can recover from that. The other benefit of phasing in is it, it gives you benefit sooner. So instead of waiting, you know, I'm just throwing this out there, a year and a half to get it all done, and everyone's there's no benefit, as you're putting in new screens, you're realizing benefit as you go. So I think that a smart approach, it might cause a little bit of issues in terms of navigation for a while because of the screens are different and they look different. And how do you go from screen to screen might be a little clumsy for a while, but I think that disadvantages is or the benefits outweigh that possible disadvantage.
0: Do you anticipate some of those changes are going to be more? cosmetic versus functionality or, or will there be ideas on some functionality enhancements as well?
1: Yeah, I thought about that a lot. I think what we're going to do is the, the two biggest things are going we're going to improve the navigation and make it mobile friendly. That's the, the two big keys. You know, when I look at Google Analytics or some other pages, they show me that 70, 75% of the users are using a smart device or a smartphone to use the site. Well, I barely use a smartphone for my site because it's hard. <laughs> so, so I can't imagine what people are doing and using it for right now. So that to me is a, the most critical thing is to make it mobile friendly and improve the navigation. I've heard that over and over again, that the navigation of the site is difficult. And I think that's difficult because they're mobile device users. You know, desktop people, I think, have a much easier time navigating through the site. Um, but mobile users probably have really, really struggled with navigating the site today. And you're constantly using your finger to make it bigger, to see sections of the site. You know, that's all got to change. Now, as far as other enhancements, I thought about this a lot. And I think what we're going to do is if we've got the opportunity to make small improvements that affect only the screen that we're putting in, I think we're going to take advantage of that. Obviously, because we're phasing in, we can't put it in an enhancement that affects 10 different screens because that, that requires us to then go back to those old screens, spend time making changes to old screens that are going to go away anyway. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. So I think when there's an opportunity to make a functional enhancement where it's fairly easy and it's limited to the screens that we're putting into production coming up, I think those make sense to do.
0: Is there a way for for people to make suggestions on ideas for future enhancements and things they'd like to see. You know, you mentioned that you you maybe were able to glean some good ideas from some of the conversation on the trading card database forums. Is there another way that that users of the site can offer suggestions um, for things that they feel might help the the buyer or the seller experience? Yeah. So we I have a folder full of enhancement ideas
1: that people have suggested just by sending us a message on the site. Okay. Just sending, send me a direct message saying, Hey, I got a great idea. And you know, I love getting those, um, eight out of 10, someone else has given that to us, or we already know about it, but every once in a while, there's an idea that like, wow, that's a great idea. Make sure I file that away and make sure we, we, we take a look at that when we get to that screen. And that's one of the reasons why I felt it was important to bring on a developer because, I've been making a lot of promises over the years that I haven't been able to keep, you know, people saying, Hey, and I think, ah, that's a great idea. I'll get to that in a, in six months. Well, six months come around and sure enough, they'll send me a message. Hey, where's that at? <laughs> well, maybe another six months, you know, so um, it's definitely needed um, uh, to start addressing a lot of those enhancements and, and, and make the site mobile friendly
0: are there any other kind of upcoming changes or things going on with sport lots that you want to make sure people are aware of? Um,
1: not really. That's quite a lot for us. Um, now that non-sports is done, it's not completely done. There's some things that I need to do for ongoing support of non-sports, but once that's done, we're really going to start, start in full swing, um, start working on these changes. You know, I, I, I've got some ideas in terms of phasing what's going to come in first and, and last, but I don't want to pre-fill my the developer's mind of what I think I want. I want, I want her to have a, a blank slate and have her recommend an um, implementation plan. And then we can have that discussion and, and see what makes the most sense in terms of what comes in first and second and third and so on.
0: Very cool. I know personally, I, um, I'm excited about the the ongoing changes, the the addition of non sports. I'm excited about the refresh that the site will undergo over the the coming months. Um, you know, it's I, like I've said and I've told you, you know, and I tell everybody who asks, you know, Sportlots is one of my core foundational sites that that I think I utilize regularly to help support what I want to do within within the card world and. Um, between eBay, ComC, and Sportlots, those those three sites for me work together perfectly to sell the type of inventory that I enjoy um, collecting myself and handling and getting into the hands of other collectors. So I, I really appreciate the the service that that you guys offer, Max. All oh, great. Great, good to hear. If people you had mentioned sending a message on the site, how can people reach out and find you if they want to follow along with what SportLots has going on?
1: Yeah, so Twitter is the social media tool of choice for us. Um, I don't use Facebook much anymore. Twitter is usually the, the best place, and at SportLots is our, our handle on Twitter. So I would definitely recommend uh, following us on Twitter. Um, we will be putting out, you know, as new enhancements or new phases go in, maybe short videos to show what's going, you know, before and after sort of things and, and, and what's changed, or what's going in and when it's going in. I'll be posting those on Twitter as we go along. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as, far as enhancement ideas, um, you can use Twitter for that. Um, I, I personally would re- recommend sending me a direct message though through the site. I think that works um, the best. Um, and I'll make sure if it has, if it's a new idea that I get it filed and put it under the right screen. And if it's a screen only change, we might be able to get it in sooner. If it's across the board change, it affects a lot of screens. It's probably something we'll do after
0: the rewrites complete. Very cool. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Max.
2: Great. Appreciate it. Like the athletes we admire, the sports card shop is changing the game. We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave Game Room is the perfect place to throw a rip party. Bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sportscardshop.com. Or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products, and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports, and the hobby around the world.
0: I am glad Max and I had a chance to connect for another conversation. There were some pretty interesting nuggets tucked away in there about sport lots and the size of the site and the size of the new non-sports category that was growing And I hope some of these upcoming changes continue to make Sportlots one of my favorite destinations and places to buy and sell cards. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens there. If you haven't already utilized Sportlots as a buyer or seller, I would appreciate you using the link in the show notes or the link off of waxpackhero.com to sign up and register on the site. It's an affiliate link, gives me a little bit of a of a bump for referring people to the site so check that out if you haven't already if you've got any other questions about how to use sport lots the way that i approach buying and selling on sport lots i would love to help you out reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com send me a message on twitter at the mike summer you can send me a message on instagram or tiktok at waxpack hero i would love to help you out i'm here to make your collecting experience better Well, that is all I have for you today, so I'll catch you next time.